Hey, so uh, just before we get started with this episode, we're going to bring up a sensitive subject here and I wanted to have like a small trigger warning at the start. We're probably going to talk about the topic of sexual assault, at least to some degree in this episode. And yeah, just if you're not cool with that, skip to the next episode. We'll do a short recap of what happened in this one and the next one. Don't, don't you worry. Don't you worry about a thing. See you then. In 1967, Roland Barthes wrote La Mort de l'Auteur, The Death of the Author, an essay proclaiming that the opinions of an author on what his text may mean are irrelevant to the interpretation of said text. In 2020, Julian and Magnus Dora decided that the author's abilities are just as irrelevant. This is Kill the Author. Hello, and welcome to another new episode of Kill the Author. Hi. The author is still not dead, so we're mm-hmm. here for the ninth time now. At this point, this has been the least effective assassination uh, ever in the history of anything. It's been going for half a year now. Yeah, it's been going for half a year, and we're like not even halfway through the show, as we, as we just realized. We'll be halfway through the show in two episodes, so we're getting there. And if we can somehow keep our schedule steady, everything will be cool. Wow, we really started at the start of the year, right? Yeah. We started in crazy. January. I mean, we've been planning to do this for way longer than that. Just try to think yourself back to January right now. Life was so normal. It was a completely different world. Like, there was no plague. I had it. Yeah. <laughs> there was no plague. I was... Well, okay, I was depressed then and I am now, but, you know, I was depressed for different reasons. I had a thing that I did. I had we, a thing to do. Yeah, we didn't <laughs> We didn't talk as much about how uh, black people are shot in the streets in America. So a lot of things have changed since then. I was able to walk like a normal person. Yeah, and I, like, uh, had optimism <laughs> about things. Wow, different times. Talking about losing all optimism for things, we're in the second half of episode five of School Days now. Okay. Um, let me recap the the previous half of the episode. Boobs. Boobs. So. Boobs. Where, where did we boobs, leave? Boobs, tits, boobs, tits. <laughs> and also a dick once in a while. Mm-hmm. The same dick. The same. <laughs> presented to us multiple times over just in case we didn't catch it the first time. Yes. This dick will make a surprise appearance in this episode too. Mm-hmm. As will another dick, but that one's our main character. So Sick burn. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the worst thing I'm going to say about him in this. Oh yes. So, let's 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 dive in to this episode with made, the first shot. I made the false assumption in the last episode that there was no more pool stuff, but there's a little bit more pool I stuff. I think you said there's not much more, but like yeah, there isn't much mm. more. There's just a bit more. Uh, first of all, I want to talk about a little something. Mm. I looked up school days in IMDb. Oh. Uh, just because out of curiosity, uh, another thing in the last episode, I kept accidentally calling Taiske Daiske, mm. and uh, you keep you kept correcting it, and I kept saying it wrong. It's uh-huh. ta- it's Taiske, but ironically enough, do you know what the voice actor of Makoto's name is? No, it's Daiske. Is it Daiske? It's Daiske Hirakawa. His okay. name actually is Daiske. <laughs> so you've been talking about the voice actor. Yeah, yeah. I've been getting it. He's wrong. there. Uh, so. 
Um, I don't know much about Daisuke, except he was apparently someone in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, <laughs> some, I'm, okay, I'm going to have to look that up right away. Uh, uh, on no, no one important, I think. Some kind of side character with a few voice lines. Let's see, what did that guy, what did that fool do? Who was he? He was in... Oh, he was in Free? Oh, he was a major character in Free. Oh, that's interesting. Let's see if I can even find this here. Probably not. Oh, oh no! He's like he's like a major character Wait, in really? part three. Is he? I he's saw... Kakyoin. Kakyoin <laughs> I... is is the you know that clip that yes that's him. <laughs> oh okay, <laughs> the guy with the chair is Sherry. Okay, good stuff. Okay, I still oh, have man. to watch JoJo. I still haven't watched JoJo. Absolutely, absolutely, okay. you have to. Part he, three is too long, but here's, many people love it. Uh, here's a few more school days on IMDb facts. Mm. It has a rating of six point one out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know how I feel about it because <laughs> I sort of I don't know. Uh, to quote Gandalf from the first Lord of the Rings movies, uh, he hates and loves it like he hates and loves himself. Mm. And I hate and love school days like I hate and love myself. <laughs> it, I get what you mean, but like I've I've given it back in the day. I've given it mm -hmm. a review at some point on uh, what's it called? My anime list. Uh, I reviewed it there, which was like the first time I publicly talked about school days, mm. and I gave it one star. But I gave it one star. And the caveat that you should probably watch it. Which is still basically how I would talk about it. It's... Okay, maybe I'll give it two stars now. Maybe I'd upgrade maybe. it to two stars. Maybe by the end I'll upgrade it to ten stars. But we'll Who knows? see. We still have a bunch of episodes before mm. us. So it has 1,817 ratings. Mm. And it has one written review. Oh, okay. Uh, which calls it, I quote, a sadistic perversion of the high school romance genre. I mean, it is that. The question is... <laughs> Is that a critique of it? Or is that a description of it? It's an interesting review. Mm. It was written by a guy called Hellfire30. Mm -hmm. uh, that's all ah, I know. Famed literary critic, Hellfire30. Hellfire you know, I just wanted to say, he wrote this. Mm. Credit to th this man. Credit this to this person. This person. To Hellfire30. Maybe I should read that review. Maybe well, it can inform us. Well, let's dive back into school days. Yes, that is the joke that I just did. But I did it again. Okay. Why did you do a diving pun there, Magnus? Because we're still at Aqua Square. Ah. That is nuts. We get more swimming practice, mm -hmm. more opportunities to sh make very erotic shots. Yeah, of... the show clearly assures us that Kotonoha still has tits. Yeah, uh, they have disappeared. We get another boom shot. Yeah. And Makoto says that she's really gotten better. Mm hmm. And then she says. Okay, maybe we should go into deeper water then. Which seems a little unsafe. Uh, I took this as a metaphor. I took this as a metaphor for how the relationship has oh, uh, interesting. at this point. He telling her, you've gotten better at this. And her saying, maybe we should go into deeper water. Like, maybe we should advance, try something a bit, bit higher, a bit further. Because he's been the one constantly pushing her. And she, at this point, like, maybe she he doesn't mean anything by, by it. But she takes it as... You've gotten more stable at this, and maybe you want to try something more advanced at this point. Maybe I want to try something more advanced at this point, like reassuring him that she actually wants to move on. Mm. That's how I saw it. But yeah, it's a, it, it is a bit dangerous. But like he's there. Like yeah, but on the other hand, he has been teaching her how to swim for like thirty minutes, and he's the most irresponsible person in the world. Yeah, but she also has like two buoys strapped to her chest, <laughs> so permanently she's probably gonna float. Like, 
Okay. Don't have to be too scared about mm-hmm. that. She's not like Seikai, who can actually dive. Because she has smaller breasts than Kotonoha. Mm-hmm. That's something I learned from this episode. Yeah. In the very same shot, she also holds on very tightly to him. Mm-hmm. Which he's, which he doesn't, of course, doesn't seem very happy about. Yeah. And this kind of, like, literal, like, how she grabs onto him... I think is a hint as what's to come. Mm. It's what I call the the corruption of Kotona. There's a lot of that. Yeah, the this last episode, epi- the last half in this episode. Mm. It's kind of weird because I didn't really see this transition. Mm. We kind of had like Kotonoha sort of growing into slowly accepting the awfulness that is Makoto, mm-hmm. and now she's just full out. Gone crazy, broken. I see. I see more of a transition there because she isn't at crazy broken stage yet, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think oh, yeah, it yeah. really started like last episode, like not the last mm-hmm. one we did, but episode four of School Days. And what we got in that episode was like uh, that scene at the end where she was trying to write a message to Makoto to invite him there and to say sorry to him for that thing on the train, which ended in her like overthinking it totally, writing him a message which he didn't even read, and when they met. She just, like, ignored that he hadn't even read it. Like, I think that's the point where this starts, this development. We see a lot of the development in this episode with her constantly insisting, he is my boyfriend, we are together, and trying to be, like, more girlfriendly throughout this episode. I I think that's a development that's being set up here. Mm. And that we see in part through this scene. So, at the edge of the pool, we have Taisuke, Hikari, Sekai, and Setsuna. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and Daisuke says Taisuke. goodbye <laughs> Taisuke says goodbye my youth no wait Daisuke said goodbye my youth <laughs> when he was done with school days yeah <laughs> I don't know if this was his youth anymore at this point <laughs> Taisuke whines loudly about not getting the girl while he's standing mm. next to three girls one of which is directly interested in him Yeah, like goodbye my youth I don't really understand what he means is it because he finds out that his friend Makoto is in a relationship? I think it is because, like, he was hoping that he'd spend his youth, I don't know, getting together with Kotonoha. Like, they de- they ha- didn't have any contact before the show started, so I don't know where that's coming from. Uh, then he, uh, Hikari says a pretty odd line. Mm-hmm. She says that Makoto's being embarrassed and she doesn't like guys who look embarrassed. Yeah, I I didn't even process that. I think we can we can put that on the pile of weird hi- things weird this show thinks about dudes. No, I thought uh, the weird taste of Hikari, <laughs> the weird taste of Hikari, and also weird gender role assumptions of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a little bit more of that in this episode too that I like hinted at in the last one. We have more conversation going on. We get panty shots while Sekai explains that she actually mm. brought them together, and. Once again... Hikari does the breast cancer conversation from the room. Yeah. Hikari is once again... Has for once again fallen victim to the school day syndrome of constantly forgetting <laughs> that Sekai is not in a relationship with Makoto. Despite her, like, literally talking about that at the food place last mm. uh, last time we talked about it. But, but this time, everyone around states that they really look... They just really look like they're a couple. They're constantly spending time together. Yeah, like, I think Taisuke specifically says, it's not that you look like it, it's you constantly spend so much time together, which is, like, again, like we talked about last time, men and women spending time together is Unnatural, just... Unnatural, weird, yeah, It's what? just a prerequisite for a being thing. a relationship. They can't be mm. friends. Like Sekai says, the ve- there's a lot of very strange lines in this conversation. Mm. He says, he's dense, 
So I guess she got into it. Mm. What into what? Did she, did she just admit that she likes Makoto, or just that she's into helping him be in a relationship because I, he's dense? I think what? it's that. I think that's what this is supposed to say. But yeah, it's really confusing. Uh, and this leads to like Taisuke saying, "Oh, Sekai, can you find me a girlfriend too?" Which she eventually like says yes to. Which like, in my assumption, is just her trying to get him with Hikari, probably. And not much more. Mm. After that, we have a very small shot, which I thought is very what's very strange. Mm-hmm. It's um, Sekai like very deviously looking at Hikari out of the mm-hmm. corner of her eye, and I had like two interpretation for what this is. Either like I'm gonna help him get with you because you're into him, mm. you know, like you're gonna be in a relationship, or she's like. Guess what? The guy you like, I'm gonna hook him up with someone now. <laughs> Fuck you, Hikari. What, yeah, what's and then going like, on? Uh, two weeks later, she's trying to get with Taisuke, but she feels bad about it. And then Taisuke has to choose between Hikari and her. <laughs> oh no! And the, the plot thickens. But, uh, mm. Sekai just can't do with dudes. Mm. That's Imme- immediately after this, uh, we get once again Taisuke's cock pushed into yes. the camera. Taisuke dick. Uh, I, I made a them. screenshot earlier. When I made my notes, I paused and I did the mistake of pausing exactly one <laughs> one frame after the scene transitioned. And oh. <laughs> Looks like he has a banana stashed in there. <laughs> it's just a widescreen of Taisuke's penis. The outline is too strong on this. Oof. It's so bad. After that, we move to Taisuke... And, oh, okay, there's a bit more before that. After that, we move to outside. uh, I have have one more thing Ah, to say about this scene. We get, of course, Taisuke's cock pushed in the camera. And then he, like, triumphantly stands there in the pose and is like, yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna get all the girls. Mm. And then Hikari says, she doesn't like it when guys look like that. Which <laughs> can, we can also add to the pile of the we weird just have like, Hikari. We should just have like a list of Hikari's interests. <laughs> so, okay, Hikari likes to be with dudes who don't understand what she's about because she wants to be mysterious. Uh, she doesn't like dudes who get embarrassed and she doesn't like dudes who are triumph- triumphant. I thought uh, being into the awfulness of the Taisuke was her thing. Yeah, I thought she I liked mean, Taisuke. What? I think she likes Taisuke as a concept and none of the aspects of Taisuke. <laughs> Maybe she's just into... <laughs> she likes Taisuke as a concept. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the idea of Taisuke more than Taisuke. <laughs> we, we, we move on to like the entrance area of the pool. Mm. Before that, we get a establishing shot of what just looks like a skyline of a, a large city mm-hmm. and I thought it was a little weird because mm-hmm. it's just like skyscrapers this is the inside of a city this doesn't seem like the place where a public pool would be mm. and I thought maybe this one's recycled I don't it might know be. Was, there, was there again the dark sky from the start of the episode no it was just sunset okay sunset. because I had some thoughts about the dark sky from the start of the episode because at the end of this episode it's raining so I thought, hey, yeah. maybe that's foreshadowing that it's going to rain later. But if in the meanwhile, there's no dark sky again. No, we just get this shot of the city. I mean, you tried, but... You just uh, Someone just chimed in and recycled that thing. Yeah. So um, we have Makoto and Daisuke... Oh, Taisuke. Taisuke already dressed and waiting there. Mm. And then Kotonoha shows up. 
And she didn't... She's the first one to be there of the girls. Also, just a small thing about that scene. Like, having been to the water park or swimming, uh, public swimming pool with friends a lot, I did kind of... At this scene, I didn't think, oh, yeah, I relate to that. I understand that. Because it's like always the people with the long hair come out, like, half an hour later. Because they have to... Like, they're going to talk about this in a moment in that scene. That they were wondering why Kotonoha was the first to come yeah. out. I have... It's weird. I have long hair, but I don't remember this being a problem. Probably mm. because I haven't been to a pool in a very, very long time. True, and also like you sometimes walk out like you don't care that much about <laughs> yeah. like carefully drying your hair. True, but like people who really put a lot of work into having their hair stay like soft, long, mm. th uh, slim, slick, and stuff like that. They take a lot longer usually. And that's why they're wondering right now, hey, why is Kotona mm. first? She has the longest hair out of all of them. Yeah, we get like a zoom on her hair, but I'm not sure what exactly that's supposed to yeah, mean. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Is her sure hair supposed either. to look dry or wet? I think I'm it's supposed sure. to show that her hair is still wet, but because they don't have any sort of detail on anything, <laughs> we can't see it. And they can't just make her hair reflective, I guess. Maybe they do want to show that it's dry. Yeah, but, like, why is she out first, then? Because she says she's out first because, like, she sped it up. She wanted to see Makoto yeah. again. She said she didn't want to make him wait. Yeah. Which, uh, it's great that she always puts so much emphasis on what he wants. Um, yeah. Once again, the yeah. corruption of Kotonoha. <laughs> yeah, a, a small continual spot in that. Uh, and she then holds on to Makoto's hand. Mm-hmm. And she, she like, tells him that, that on Saturday she wants to meet up with him at her place again. Mm -hmm. That Kokoro, his, her sister, wants to meet him again. They, you know, like they did before. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't seem very happy. Mm -hmm. And Taisuke literally says that to his face that yeah, he doesn't that seem very happy. Yeah, that he seems unhappy. And Kotonoha then asks him if that's true, if he really is unhappy. Then he, he denies it. And I thought, like, this scene... Remember last last episode when we talked about, hey, how could the next episode go? Mm. Like, this would have been an excellent point for him to say, no, I don't think this is working out. I'm not happy about this. I will try to cut it off here. This would have been a perfect spot to try to do that. But no, he says, everything's fine. There's nothing wrong here. And he doesn't cut it off with her. So then the other girls show up. And I just want to mention that Makoto like injured, like uh, greets him by saying, "What took you so long, idiots? Uh, what took you so long, idiot?" He says it to Sakai specifically. Took you so long, idiot. Yeah. I mean, specifically, Kotonoha was fast, yeah. and these guys came out twenty seconds later. Yeah. What is your deal? I think this is just supposed to be like showing off that he also smiles while doing it. I think it's supposed to show off that he has like a way better rapport with. Sekai. Yes, and makes they sense. Just get along a lot better. Mm. We get a very weird belly button shot of Sekai. Yeah, when she walks up to the camera and you expect the shot to cut off at some point, mm. but no, it just keeps going until there's only her belly button. I thought you were gonna run into the camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, she Makoto is clearly more energetic about her in this shot, and like she notices it, mm. and she. Wants to give him like a firm talking to and like mm. drags him away from the. Group. She tells him she wants to talk to him, and uh, then when they meet, when they go like around the corner privately, she tells him that he's supposed to keep the act up, mm -hmm. and that this is getting used to girls is what he was practicing for. Yeah, and that Sekai just uh, that everyone is just trying to get the two of them to be together, 
that he he's being weird right now because like everybody here just wants to help them with their relationship. I thought the practice thing was weird because mm. I thought the whole idea of them practicing this stuff was to teach him how to make out with Kotonoha and not how to pretend like he's in a happy relationship. That was what the like that was what it was in practice, but I think the idea with the training was more to like be a good boyfriend in theory. It's just really not what they yeah, actually it's did. It's a poor excuse. Yeah. And Makoto at this point almost confirms it that that was just an excuse. Yeah. Cuz he like he says you already know, right? Mhm. And if he's like, what I don't know what you mean. What are you talking about? Then she deflects it all, and mm. one eighty becomes like super jokey again. Like you're such a pervert. Yeah, she's she's trying to deflect mm. it, but only for a moment, because then she one eighties again, and mm. is like, she, she's just like, you know, we can't be together. Also, just she something drops, small I wanted to ball. say about that point where she tries to make it, make it a joke. Mm-hmm. She says, uh, she calls him out on just wanting anyone he can touch. That basically being his only motivation. And like, yeah, 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 that's that's pretty much it. That's pretty much Makoto. Yeah, and then she, she becomes serious and points yeah. out that he's Kotono's girlfriend. Yeah, which he denies. Mm. And I think this is interesting because he's never openly done that before. Yeah. He openly denies, no... That's not how it is. He also, all episode, even in that restaurant thing, he never explicitly said, she's my girlfriend. He just didn't deny it. Like, it's obvious that they're in a relationship at this point, and his denial is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, he he's never openly said we're together, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then she once again switches to her happy personality. Mm. And it's like, all right, let's go. Yeah, she tells him very clearly, we're friends, nothing more, nothing less, and smiles through the pain away. But like this, I think, scene establishes that they're not pretending anymore. Mm. I mean, they're, he's not pretending anymore. They're not pretending anything towards each, towards each other anymore. Mm. Like, they know they want to be together now. I, I still I feel think. like she's denying it. Like, at this, in, throughout this scene, at no point did she, like, say, I want to be with you. She was still constantly just, you should be with Katonoha. Like the th- same thing she's done throughout the episode, throughout the show so far. She's never openly said, I want to be with you. And she doesn't do that here either. Which, you know, is a class act. But really, you should be t- thinking about this relationship and what needs to be done at this point. But yeah, I can't blame that mm-hmm. on her. Then we move on to a scene in the bus. Mm. So everyone is driving home on the bus at first mm-hmm. and we get like a scene where there's we can see that people are talking but everything is in silent mm. and there's sad piano music playing which I think like it's shows, a theme we hear a few times yeah, Makoto being like completely out of it yeah not at all being invested in his girl- girlfriend in any yeah. way so <laughs> uh, they drop off Taisuke at mm-hmm. first uh, he's the first to go thankfully at some bus station, and he waves goodbye in the strangest way ever. Yeah. He doesn't wave, he gropes the air. Yeah. <laughs> he sees the girls driving away from him in the bus and gropes the air. Oh, man. Which is... <sighs> I wish I could say that this is the last that we see of Taisuke in this I episode. wish I could understand Hikari. <laughs> I wish Hikari. I knew what she saw in that guy. I want to meet the person who wrote Hikari and punch them. <laughs> I want to see the person who wrote Taiskin punch them. I think that's a way bigger problem. 
Hey, he wrote School Days. And his flight to Japan. Maybe that's where we failed to kill the author. We just don't know who it is. We Wait, just never looked up with the author. What if we is. find out who the author is, went to Japan and killed them? Would that fix our problems? I think if we keep saying that, we might get in legal trouble. Okay. So we're not planning to do that. We're not planning to kill anyone. We're metaphorically, we're metaphorically killing, the, killing author. the author. Metaphorically. Anyways, Taisuke gropes goodbye. <laughs> he gropes goodbye. And after that, we uh, arrive at the train station. So everyone gets out at the <clears throat> Motihara Sakashita station. Mm -hmm. That's the name of it. Mm -hmm. So there the groups have parade. Sekai and Setsuna are taking one train and the others are going in a different direction, mm -hmm. presumably to take another. I thought very briefly if that was a metaphor for anything, but like the group seemed pretty random. <laughs> so... Makoto, like, waits and looks back at Sakai, sadly. I don't think I need to mention this anymore. Yeah, it keeps at happening. this point, it's just... Yeah, he's sad and he wants to be with Sakai instead. Mm -hmm. So, then we're back in the train, where Makoto and Hikari are talking. Mm -hmm. This time, uh, there, there, Hikari thanks Makoto for... You know, inviting Taisuke there mm. so that they could hang out. Yeah, because that was kind of like mm. her deal with this whole swimming trip. And then Makoto tells her whether she told him that he likes it. She likes him already. Uh huh. And then he's like, "What? No." She, she says, "No, it's too early for that. We'd have basically. to spend more time before I could do that." And he responds with, "Really? <laughs> What? I mean, I don't know if we should." take that under Makoto doesn't understand human relationships or under Hikari is a weird, weird person romantically. I think it is a bit of both. Mm -hmm. So then the remaining group, they get out at Haramihama. 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 And the group separates again and now it's just Makoto and Kotonoha mm -hmm. where Makoto kind of like says... I yeah, she, she holds onto his arm first. Mm. And he's like, the, the train is about to leave. You need to go. There's no time mm. brushing her away. Yeah. And she says, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And then mm. she goes away. She runs around the corner, mm -hmm. like leans against the wall, breathing heavily. And then she smiles. And I thought... And then she gets some uh, solace out of uh, touching her boob. Yeah, right. That too. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the world just feels crazy and you just gotta ground yourself by touching your boob. Mm. <laughs> I think we've all been there, honestly. And then we have a little bit of Makoto standing at the station, being in an existential crisis. I think we we should think about, like, what what does that scene with Kotonoha mean? Like, what does this running around the corner and, like, breathing heavily... And then smiling down. Is that just another step in the corruption of Kotonoha? And if yes, what's it supposed to mean? I'm not sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. Um, my 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 thought on it was generally it's like... It's showing this she's in emotional turmoil too. Like she noticed that something was wrong there throughout that day. She said before she had fun to Makoto, but he just brushes her off. And she like has a very short... <laughs> Did everything go right? Did everything go wrong? Or whatever. And then she calms herself down. It's like, no, it's fine. We're it's fine. Girlfriend. It's good. Calm Th down. Touch the boob. Everything yes. will be fine. Kotonoha. <laughs> touch the boob where he touched it. <laughs> Just. Kotonoha is throughout 
this episode and a few of the next episodes just turning into this uh, this is fine dog in the burning house meme. <laughs> this, this is, is fine. fine. I am alright with the way the situation is unfurling. And yeah, Makoto, we cut back to Makoto who has a personal crisis. Mm. We see his memories. He remembers a certain phrase Sekai said to him in that earlier conversation, which is just forget about it, about their relationship. And it's like, it keeps being repeated. And we see her face in black and white as she says it. And it's like this mantra that's burning into his skull as he texts her. Then he writes Sakai and he asks her whether he can call, Mm. which I thought was strangely considerate for him. Yeah, that he doesn't call right away. I think he asks, he asks her because of the whole tension that was going on between them earlier. Yeah. Uh, But she... She then answers in denial and is like, you can call Kotonoha, wrap up a nice day, etc. She'd like that. She'd appreciate Mm. that. And he, as reading that, we see like, we see his mouth turn into a frown. Mm. Like, Like, which is hard to tell if it's like, if he's about to cry or if he gets angry. It looks like he's about to cry. Yeah, it could be either, because we see him then have, like, this angry impression uh, expression on his face, this determined look, as he turns away from the station. He doesn't take his train. He runs away to take another one. We see him basically in a small montage. There's music starting now. We also see Sakai for a moment Yeah, in her room at home, where she's, like sitting on the bed, very tired and exhausted looking, Mm. and looking at the phone as well. And then it it starts raining. Mm -hmm. There's also something that starts in this scene, which is, I think, symbolic. Yeah. Mm. Everything comes pouring out now. Yeah. And and then he, like, dashes away. Yeah. He runs away, he takes the next train, he makes his way over to her, and he tells her, like, in another yeah. message. He's repeatedly, he keeps writing her messages, like, yeah. I can't wait, uh, we have to meet, and there's, yeah, like... I want you. The outro, the the outro starts playing, yeah. as well. And this, I think this is supposed to seem like a romantic scene. Yeah, <laughs> I was, I was thinking about this very hard when watching the episode. Is this supposed to be romantic? This is, like, the whole... This is the whole um, question of school days. Am I supposed to identify with this? Am I supposed to relate to these characters? Because, like, okay, I relate somewhat to Sekai. And this is something that continues throughout this episode. I understand Sekai's perspective. She's, like, the most relatable character in the show. We talked about that before. That is a low bar. Yeah, (laughs) but, like, I understand her. I think the core issue of the show is Makoto. And we see that here too, because she still tries to get him to do the right thing. And he ignores what she tells him. He explicitly does the opposite of what she tells him. And he gets over to her, gets in her personal space. And from what we see from her perspective, it isn't really clear if she reads his messages. We just see her like laying on the bed and we see the phone beside her and like blinking and lighting up. But she apparently did read his messages because mm. he eventually arrives at the train station near her yeah. house. He's back at the already mentioned Motihara Sakashita station. Yes. There it is. Motihara Sakashita. Mm. Yeah. Motihara Sakashita. Yeah. And I, I had to question some stuff here because this is where, this is where Sekai left the group 
mm-hmm. we can see him just standing there in the rain. Yeah. And I think it might be possible that he just doesn't know where to go from there. Yeah, he he's he, never been at her house, I think. He knows this is where she lives, but she doesn't know where yeah. she lives. He just stands there. But Sekai shows up with an mm-hmm. umbrella. And there's two explanations for this. Mm-hmm. Either, like, she expected that he would come there. Or he wrote that he was there. Yeah, or like, he, he told her that he'd come to her. Mm-hmm. So I think she'd assume he'd arrive at the train station at some mm-hmm. point. Also, train stations are play a role in this show or whatever. They already had the background. Okay. I don't know. So I'm going to read my notes here. Um, <sighs> he went back there. This episode. Does he know where she lives? She shows up. Maybe he wrote her. Kill me, end me, please. My existence is suffering. This, she asks why he went to Katona. <laughs> this episode... <laughs> this part of the episode is so hard to watch. This is where you uh, screamed... At your screen the first time you watched the show. Yeah, I gotta look. Uh, can I? You can have your mouse back. It's it's. I, I I have the screenshot somewhere there. A friend told me about the show, and I sent him a screenshot. Uh, <laughs> I did at this part of the episode, which I had like colorfully edited in yeah. Microsoft Paint. <laughs> Let me describe. It's just a picture of them kissing, except this. It's, it has a very shit. <laughs> circle and a cross around it <laughs> in red let's just go through this scene real quick mm-hmm. I did some more extensive notes on it because it's it's an important scene she asks him why he came here and tells him he's dating Kotonoha he shouldn't be the there. usual this overly dramatic music of the outro is playing over all of this and well I think I can say that they did succeed in making this scene powerful yeah i mean i did feel things while watching it. <laughs> i felt a lot of things he hugs her he drops his swimming bag and hugs her and he tells her that he likes her she says that that's mean to kotonoha which i would have translated as cruel but you know i'm not the translator of this show and he says kotonoha doesn't matter to her which and while he says that we see, like, his hands on her back and he's groping her ass as he whispers into her ear that Kotonoha doesn't matter. Sekai then asks him why he went for Kotonoha in the first place then. And she says she only ever helped him because he was into Kotonoha and she wanted to help out with that. And she then says a few things to condemn him. She calls him an idiot, she calls him a pervert, whatever, and he says, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to all of it. He apologizes. Yeah. Strange. Yes. Um, he says he only wants to be with her. And, and yeah, they kiss. She's an, there's okay, another small thing. Okay, there's she another says, thing. It's his fault. And then she engages the kiss. She like moves her yeah. face up to his. She also, I think this was before this. She also asked him, why did she go to... Then why did she go to Kotonoha first and not to mm. Sakai? Yeah, yeah, right. And I thought, are you fucking kidding me? <sighs> I, like, the whole... I mean, I know the answer, I think. I think the answer to this question is he, because he didn't have a thing for Sakai. She he had a thing for Kotonoha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm at a point with this episode um, where I'm tempted to forgive Sekai on a lot of things because this episode is just a long series of Sekai trying to do the right thing even if it doesn't make her happy 
Yeah. She just constantly tries to get Makoto to somehow be with Kotonoha, which at this point isn't the right thing, by the way. The right thing at this point would be breaking up with Kotonoha because he's clearly not into it and clearly doesn't want to, like, do any further, go any further with this. So I think from this point on we can clearly say that the the show's true antagonist is now revealed. Yes. It's just Makoto. It's Makoto. A <laughs> protagonist Makoto. is absolutely the antagonist of this show. <sighs> it's one of those stories where you can't where you can't really tell whether the main character is the good guy or the bad guy. <laughs> like yeah. Sweeney Todd. He's kind of like both. Or breaking bad. This is <laughs> this is the point of the show where it like shows its true face. This is where we really get a feeling of what this show is. Mm. Now this show sh- turns from comedic love triangle to Makoto builds his harem. Even more, I think it turns into like the story about a sadistic sociopath. Or okay, not sadistic necessarily, but a sociopath absolutely who doesn't have any respect for the feelings of those around him. Let's just really quickly go over another short scene that happens yeah. at this point. So they kiss. The kissing is absolutely disgusting. I wrote down the worst kiss of all time in all of media. <laughs> so gross. It's It looks so bad. It's such mm. a detestable kiss. We then have, a, in contrast, a small scene of Kotonoha. Yeah. At Kotonoha's place. Where she's just looking at a picture of Makoto on her phone happily. Again. Mm-hmm. Having pictures of people on your phone... Yeah. Love game, cell phone game. Mm. Then, Maybe. Yeah, Kokoro shows up. She's like, oh, cool. Is this your boyfriend? And she's like, don't, 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 don't no, 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 ask she me says, about this. If, if he, when he comes over next time, will he stay over? Mm-hmm. Is what she tell, uh, asks her. And she's like, oh, why would that, why, why would you talk about that? And then uh, Kokoro says, well, your boyfriend and girlfriend now, right? So it's like she's insinuating that they're gonna fuck next time she's over. I didn't read it that way. It's 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 weird. Um, I'm I'm I, I choose not to read it like that too. Now that you said that, mm. it's Kokoro. She's the only non-sexualized female character. <laughs> yeah, thank God. She also says that she wants to play with Makoto next time he's over. Um. Yeah. You, you have know. anything else about this scene? Uh, no. Do you have anything else about this scene? I wish. No, we move on to the last scene. Yeah. Uh, it's the Kai's place. Um, go ahead. What What do you have to say about this scene? I think you have a lot to say about this we scene. We can just really quickly describe what happens in it first. Um, well, I guess... Sekai and Makoto make out, and then they have sex. Yeah. But it's not quite that simple. Sekai uh, tells him... Makoto tells Sekai at the start of this scene... Let's continue where we left off last time. And he tells he like gaslights her and tells her this tra- the training was for this, right? The training we did was in preparation for this moment, right? Which first of all that sort of implies like we talked about that a few episodes ago if they actually had sex on the roof back then. Uh two episodes ago we talked about it one episode of school days. And this implies that they didn't like, if they continue now, they probably didn't have sex back then. Mm-hmm. And Sekai, throughout this scene, everything she says to him is, no, don't, I don't want this, don't touch me there. My parents could show up at any minute. And he keeps going. And that's sort of where the episode ends. 
So, like, in the previous scene with the two of them, we had Sekai sort of engaging that kiss, right? Like, that whole scene, she told Makoto that she doesn't understand why he's here, that why did he go to Kotonoha first, but in the end, she engages the kiss. Like, she starts it off, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I guess one could see this as consent, but she does she does specifically say that she doesn't want him to yeah in this scene and in that scene too this bit of consent comes comes after 2 minutes of her telling him no i don't want this no we shouldn't be doing this and her telling him that throughout the episode and throughout all the episodes that came before it like we saw sekai wanting him we saw that Sekai watches this from the distance and is unhappy about this, right? But, like, we also see very clearly that she doesn't want this. That this, like, even if she leans into it, that doesn't make it okay. <sighs> I can't talk about this in too, de in too much detail because it would take forever. But just, this is rape, right? This is, she keeps telling him no, he keeps going on. Even if by the end she leans in in some way, he should have fucking stopped ages ago. This isn't just grossly irresponsible and cruel to Kotonoha. This is fucking sexual assault at this point. And it's something the show won't examine because it's not interested in that. Like, even if we take the show at the most generous reading and say it's supposed to be creepy, it's supposed to be weird. Like, we have a lot in this show of people talking about how what Makoto is doing is a bad thing and how it's wrong. Even if the framing doesn't support that throughout most of it. But this is something that never comes back. <laughs> this is something that's never examined and addressed. Which I think says a lot about how media looks at sexual violence and consent. Because we have that in a lot of media. The, that it's sort of a game that she, she pretends she doesn't want it. But she, she really does want it. And that's how the framing shows this. But that's not what the actions of the characters are in this. And I just wanted to mention it because it's... I didn't even remember that that happens in this episode. That it's, like, framed like that. And it's so fucking gross. I just thought it would be irresponsible to not talk about that, at least to some degree. Oh, and also another reason why we know that the show didn't know how, like, serious that situation was is that next we have the outro. And the outro is very funny and lol in this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's great. So, as always, we have an array of images in a row. Mm-hmm. Unlike in the episodes before, this time we have a bunch more. Mm -hmm. We have 13 images, and um, we also have repeated images of one character. So I'm I'm just going to go through the images that are in the order they mm -hmm. appear. So I'm just going to put my know, phone here with a screenshot, just in case you need to check at some point. So th the characters shown are Sekai, Taisuke, Kotonoha... Taisuke, Kokoro, Taisuke, Setsuna, Hikari, Kato, The Squad, Nanami, Taisuke, and then Sekai, Kotonoha. Yes, I can see that image. I'm trying not to look at it. 
Mm. I'm putting my smartphone before my face, so he has to look at mm. it if he wants to look at me. I thought this was a... These images of Taisuke specifically, mm -hmm. I thought are kind of a break of convention from what we usually see in this show. I wanted to say that a few times in this episode, but like... Okay, fr framing is an interesting thing, right? It's not just about what's shown, but also how it's shown. Yeah, I mean... I just meant that instead of having a bunch of female characters yeah. over the top sexualized, in this case, we have specifically Taisuke, the character we want the least sexualized, mm -hmm. extremely sexualized, yeah. four images in a row. Yeah. What were they thinking? One of them is like him with his swimming trunks halfway down his ass. That's the first image, yes. Yeah. And it's like explicitly sexual. Mm -hmm. But also, like, what we see from the series of images, I think, is that it's not supposed to be sexual. Like, this is comedic. This is a joke. Yeah, this is what this is what they think is funny. It's also that these images are shown, like, half the length of time that the other images are shown. That's something I deliberately noticed. Like, these images are only shown for, like, a really short while before it turns to black again and shows the next image. Where the images of the girls we see are there a lot longer. Mm. Here's a normal image. Speaking of images... I noticed when I made my notes yesterday, the image for Kotonoa has changed again mm. in Google School Days characters. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's a it's a normal image again. It's a, okay. a pretty normal image again. Maybe someone put the other image in and then the forum heads were like, I oh, know that's a spoiler. We can't have that. It's not nice. We don't want spoilers here. The second image of Taisk is even worse. We can see him underwater with, like, this really disgusting expression on his face. Mm. And in front of him, we see the frame of some woman in swimwear. Mm -hmm. And I hate this. This is, We can't see him in the background like a predator. Yeah. I, oh I mean, God. that's Taisuke. That's Taisuke. <laughs> <laughs> comedic, comedic, sexual mm. deviant. Very funny. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, it's the same image again. Ha <laughs> ha. Taisuke. Mm. The fourth image is just Taisuke's face squished into like the camera. Like smushed against the camera, yeah. And I forgot what the last... Oh, no, wait, the last image was just a crotch shot. Mm. Showing his penis once again. Yeah, yeah. As per the usual. In the camera. Which is such a fun way to end out this episode. Uh, I can see why this episode is the worst episode for you. We try to stay neutral. Mm. In a way. Like, we try to look at the show... Like, I think... Throughout this run of Kill the Author, we've been very, like, positive about how the show develops itself. Like, we've seen a lot of patterns there that were, like, carefully set up. And there were a lot of points where we said, you know what? I think these people knew what they were doing when they were doing this. Someone there knew what yeah. they were doing when they were doing this. And I still think that to a degree. But also, like, I don't know if that makes it better. Like... I don't know. There's there's shit in this show. This episode specifically... Like, it didn't make me angry at the main character. It did. Of course it made me angry at the main character. I took a picture of him and vandalized it and sent it to a friend of mine. <laughs> I made him my profile picture on Facebook on Halloween because I wanted something scary as my profile picture. I went to a New Year's party with friends and we s ritually burned an image of Makoto's face. <laughs> what?! I still have a photo of that on my old smartphone. <laughs> well, like, I hate this character, but this character's actions were written by a person. 
a person who I don't think was aware of how horrible this character is because they keep framing him somewhat sympathetically. I keep seeing Makoto as just a... Not a complex, in no way a complex character, mm. but a complicated character. Because I never understand... Yeah. Like, in the framing, I never understand whether the show wants me to sympathize with him or mm. not. He seems... That's the thing. Like, you assume... He's the main character. You assume you got to empathize with him in some way. Like we mentioned before, some unsympathetic characters from other media. Like, you have characters like Walter White from Breaking Bad. You have characters like a lot of the characters from Game of Thrones. I also thought about Hannibal from... Yeah, Hannibal. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. Hannibal from Hannibal. That's another good, a good example. We have these characters who are... Uh, although, like, the Hannibal show, at least, had, like, a different sort of main character and Hannibal's more of a supporting character. Mm, but, movies. like, the character... The characters work because we can empathize with them in some way. Like, yeah, Walter White might turn into a monster, but we see how he got there. Where he, like, came from in all of this. We see the characters from Game of Thrones who just live in a harsh and cruel world and try to survive in it somehow. And we see how their family structures shape them the way they are. The thing that makes Makoto so tough as a main character is that we aren't given a reason why he's like this. And the reason why we aren't is because he's the main character. He's the main character of a visual novel. He's not supposed to have a backstory. He's supposed to be the audience insert. But since they gave him nothing else, all we're left with is a sociopath who doesn't care about any of the characters beyond what they do for him personally and beyond his personal journey. Uh, but, I mean, I get this. But this, again, brings me back to the question. Were they trying to make a genuine main character or were they trying to do Breaking Bad? Were they mm. trying to make a character who's bad but who we're supposed to emphasize with? Or Because the alternative would be that all the horrible things that he does weren't viewed as horrible by the person who wrote them. Mm -hmm. Or, like, as forgivable and understandable by the audience. I don't know. I don't have a clear answer to that. Mm -hmm. Not yet. So, I kind of have the feeling that for the next... As I remember, there's not too much significant yeah. stuff happening for the next five episodes or yeah, something. Yeah, that's pretty much how I remember it, too. The last two episodes are heavy in plot again. What we're gonna have is the already set up school festival. That's gonna happen soon. I do remember the last episode being my favorite episode for a couple of reasons. <laughs> I, I I understand why. My favorite episode is probably the first because it has the least things that make me angry in them, uh, in it. But you know, see that how you want. We have a we have like small p smidgens of plot. The next the interesting about the uh, thing about the next three episodes is that I don't really remember what happens in them. So. I don't even remember... Two I think taking notes will be interesting, I yeah. guess. I only remember two details in particular about the next two episodes. Mm. I, not, I'll get back to them. I later. think it was YouTuber Jay Nicholson who talked about how every movie has a popcorn refill scene, which is uh, like the scene that you just can leave the room, come back, and you don't really miss anything. Like in Star Wars The Force Awakens, there's this one scene where... They just met Han Solo, and there's these two gangs fighting with each other, and there's these big bubbly tentacle things, mm -hmm. and whatever. Like, you don't need to see that scene after the first time. You can just go refill your popcorn at that time. I think these five episodes of School Days are the popcorn refill scene. There are significant things happening in there. There's the school festival, and specifically, again, this is a theme with School Days. The last five minutes of the school festival are going to be really interesting. 
you know what I look forward to? Hmm? When we're done with the show, yeah. watching this show in a movie night with others. Oh, yeah. That would I'm be just, really interesting. I'm just looking forward to talking about anything else. <laughs> Whatever we're going to look at next is going to be better than this. Because we literally don't talk about anything else. We always go back in the cryogenic <laughs> yeah, in the cryogenic chamber in the basement for two weeks. And then we continue talking about school. And then like the screen in the cryogenic chamber turns on. <laughs> we see the episode. It's like clockwork orange. Our eyes are opened up and we can't look away from it. And we may like, make like notes about it in the frosted mm. wall this of is our <laughs> icy, icy prison. This is a true nightmare we live in. Help us. <laughs> Look, I literally just this week uh, heard about the coronavirus. Like, I was frozen. I didn't know what was going on. I don't know what's happening out there. <laughs> I don't know what's happening in the world out there. Anyways, this this was another episode of Kill the Author. We'll be back mm-hmm. for the next one looking at episode six. Wear a face mask. Black Lives Matter. Yes. Don't go... Uh, stay safe. Don't go outside unless you have to buy stuff or protest. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good that's end. One. Uh, see you next week. Try see to stay you. alive. Bye-bye.